Mr. Hardwick, how many times have I heard you speak of freedom at my father's table? Half the men in this church, including you, Father, and you, Reverend, are as ardent patriots as I. Will you now, when you are needed most, stop at only words? Is that the sort of men you are? you have so strongly spoken and in which you so strongly believe. Good afternoon, folks. This is Dave Ajima and uh, with Brian, and we are the Patriot Voice of Michigan. You're going to hear some things today you probably didn't hear before. You're even going to hear an announcement maybe from Brian. This should be interesting. I'll take it away, Brian. How is everybody doing today? Um, so, Dave. Yes. We have a Senate, yep. Ottawa County, Roger Victory. Yep. What do you know about him? I think you served with him in, no, I as didn't, a rep or no? No, I didn't serve with him. When I left, then he and one other guy took my place. I always say it took people, two people to take my place because my area got bigger, had more population. So he took over the district primary that's in Ottawa. Uh, he uh, works with a lot of farmers. He was endorsed by the Farm Bureau, which is huge. Uh, I tried to corner him. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll endorse you, but one thing I want you to do, I want you to say that you're going to put in the bill E-Verify so we're not uh, paying illegals good money, taking our jobs. Uh, that bill basically says if you're a contractor or subcontractor with the state of Michigan, you must E-Verify your employees. And what that E-Verify does is takes about 20 minutes for you to set it up with a, a good secretary. And then let's say you're going to hire Brian Duesenberg. You ask him what his name is, what his social security number is. You plug that in. Boom. In about three seconds, it comes back confirmed or not confirmed. It checks like 450 million documents. Does that name match? the person is he here on an overextended visa or worker permit and if it's just not confirmed it means you're either looking at an illegal and the only other option is you're looking at somebody who got married and didn't change their name with the social security number so does that check also like criminal record or no no well all that stuff? it just checks those so, things i just mentioned so uh he wouldn't do that and that really irritated me because the farm bureau helped me write that bill in my office and I excluded them from uh, being a half to check their employees. And the day before we went into committee, and by the way, Jace Bolger put it in the committee where they put bills to die. And that was uh, probably Jace did that along with the governor, you know, uh, Snyder, the Democrat that said he was a Republican. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we had some outstanding testimony from out of state, different states, state reps I had come in and, and how many people they catch and so forth. Uh, and they would not allow a vote on it, even in committee. So it's got to come out of committee to get to the floor. So long-term short, long, long, make a long story short, what I did is I discharged that bill after about six months to the floor. And by the rules of the House, when you discharge a bill, like the day before I write this paper up, I am just, I'm just picking a number here, I'm discharging House Bill 4769 to the floor tomorrow. So... The next day, I go ahead and I stand up and I say, I've discharged the bill 4769, and by our rules, we're supposed to vote on it. Well, of course, he didn't allow a vote on it because Snyder didn't want that. 
And uh, Bolger was afraid if he voted no on that bill, he would not be reelected. He only got reelected. He was Speaker of the House by like 800 votes. Oh, wow. So it was nothing but politics, and they didn't really give a rip what was going on with us. So the Farm Bureau came into my office the day before that went into committee and said, uh, uh, we're going negative on the bill. <clears throat> and I looked at him. I says, what are you talking about? You helped me write the bill, and I excluded you from it. Yes, but we found out. They said that any state that puts a E-Verify bill in, illegals don't come to the state. Yep, that's exactly right. That's why I wanted it. But they hmm. say they won't come to work for us on the farm. So I looked at him and said, so you're willing to screw 10.5 million people in the state of Michigan for a few people that come. And by the way, only 3% of illegals work on farms. That's, That's what you're telling number, me. Yeah. So you're telling me you're going to screw the rest of us for that because of them. And that's exactly what they did. So I expose them every time I get a chance. Farmers mm. are good people. The Farm Bureau is going wacko. Uh, don't donate to them. Uh, they prevent us from doing the job that we should do as good state legislators. So that bill, by not passing that, has cost us millions and millions of dollars in the state of Michigan. Because it's not just the workers that come here. They come here with their kids. And where do their kids go? They go to our schools. That's twelve or thirteen thousand dollars a kid, uh, unless, of course, you're at a place. Uh, what is it like, uh, Chicago, where they pay twenty-seven thousand dollars a kid and get a lousy education? So, uh, and then they show up at the hospitals. They get healthcare, education, welfare, sometimes jails, human services. Those things all cost us huge sums of right, money. Right, and then obviously if they get pregnant, then all of a sudden now they got you got it. Somebody's here you now. They're a it. citizen. Yep. Now they have a chain. So. That really irritated me when Roger Victory would not take that up, and he didn't take it up because he wanted the money and he wanted the endorsement of the Farm Bureau. Uh, the only time I ever saw him with a woman was when he first started to run at one event. I've never seen him with a woman. He lived with his parents for years and years. I don't know about Roger Victory, but I will tell you this. Anybody like him who was in our legislature and was silent during everything that was going on with Whitmer and was silent about the Dominion machines and still is, does not deserve to be in that position. Every one of our Republicans should be demanding uh, those, those checks on those Dominion machines. Mm -hmm. uh, forensic audit. Uh, forensic audit. Yep. And of course, the only one that was really completed was Antrim County, and that showed a 64% error rate, and they're only allowed to have a 0.1%. Of course, that flips from uh, Trump to Biden, of course. Sure. You know how that worked. So these people don't deserve to be there. Another thing is, I always said, if you're a true conservative, both Lansing and Washington is a target-rich environment for a true conservative. You should be causing a stink every other day. You ought to be on the news. You ought to be up there doing press releases and press conferences. Uh, they should have been doing that every time the little wench Whitmer had her press conference. They should have been up there the next day or that very same day saying what she just said isn't true. Uh, and now we're finding out a lot of the things she said weren't wasn't true. She killed a lot more people than what she admitted sure. when she put those people in the, in the nursing homes. And, and now we're COVID. learning about all the money from the COVID relief bill oh, to all these schools. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and by the way, just just today, off point a little bit, but it was just I think it was Epoch Times. I got it on the day. The Chinese, where this all started, Wuhan lab, and they're finding more and more. That's yep. where it did start. And by the way, Fauci funded them at $3.8 million. He knew yep. exactly what they were doing, gain of function. He knew all that, but yep. he lied about it. They were now finding out that the Chinese have lied, and they have underestimated those people that have died by the COVID by 17,000%. Holy cow. Get that number, folks. That's 17, amazing. 17,000%. 
So they're getting back the junk that they started. That's unbelievable. So, and Fauci needs to be fired. I've said that a hundred times. Yeah. So getting back to your point, uh, if Brian decides to run here, he'll have my endorsement. I'm a former state representative, Dave Ageman. I was also the Republican National Committee man. I do hold the record of being the most conservative state legislator in the state of Michigan. I won all kinds of constitutional awards and other awards they've given me from various agencies. Uh, so what do you, I, what I do would you, endorse you in a heartbeat. What do you say to people that say, okay, so I've asked people in my circle, hey, yep. what do you think about Roger Victory? And they've been in his circle for a number of years, and they say, well, he's respected and he's a likable guy. That's, what do you say to that? Well, he, why is it, the question you got to ask is, why is he respected? Because he shows up at an event, acts like a nice guy, worst kind of person to have. So I want a guy that's going to go in there and kick ass and take names when he's in the legislature. He doesn't do that at all. I've talked to him several times, and I got exactly what they're putting out in the caucus to cover up the garbage that they didn't do. I knew exactly what was going on, and he's just a BSer like I've never seen before. He needs to go, folks. Uh, Bar uh, Bill Heisinger needs to go. He's done nothing over there. Of course, you got rid of Mikoff. He's probably one of the worst Senate leaders we've ever had. Uh, dishonest as a day is long. I roomed with him. It's two different people. One person when he's out in public and another person when you're talking to him by himself. Two different people. Uh, and I, I'm not sure, but I think he's, uh, he works with the marijuana people now, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure about that. Uh, well, with the redistricting now, so you have Bill Heisinger against Upton. Upton, yeah. but then Steve Cara is in the same district. Yeah, I endorse. And he was endorsed by President Trump. And I endorse Cara as well. So hopefully he can... Come up through the middle. Split that guy. Split those, and then Tom Norton, who you endorsed. Yep. He's going. He's in number two district, going against John Molinar. Well, Molinar, that's another guy, folks. I know for I've been there, done that, seen that. Another nice guy sits back there, watches how most people vote, does what he's told to do, but his conservative rating was in the fifties, folks. That ain't worth a dirt. That's nothing. A e. If All you're these in guys. So. They're not doing their job, and they're not doing their job because they want to keep their job, and they know the money won't come in if they tick off some of the political action committees and so forth. So they do exactly what they're told by the Speaker. So what you have today in legislature and probably as well in Congress, you have the Speaker of the House, the Senate leader, and you have the, uh, the governor are basically running this state. And I said it before on the radio, uh, people don't know, but... It says in the House rules that all those state legislators serve at the pleasure of the Speaker. That's hogwash. You serve at the pleasure of the people who elected you. That's right. So I've been talking to these people that are running for office, whether Senate or House, and say the first thing you have to do is get a bunch of you new guys in there and say, we're not going to vote, because you're asked to do that like the second day you're there. you got to pass the House rules. you got to raise your hand when they say all in favor, say aye. Mm -hmm. All the face savers say no, and you've got to say no. no. You've got to have about 10, 15, 20 guys say no. And then they're going to, oh, they're, trust me, the hair is going to go up in the back of their neck, and they're going to say, oh, these guys don't want their house rules. And you've got to say, the house speaker should never be allowed to fire one of my employees. He should never be allowed to take my chair off the floor. He should never be allowed to take my office allotment. I work for that. The people paid for that. He can do that. When presently. were these laws drafted? Uh, they, were, they were drafted years ago. 
and the purpose was to keep everybody in line. Now, one thing the speaker can do is he can take you off, uh, you know, assignments that you have, committees. Or, yeah. And I don't have a problem with that. He could, like I said, if they'd have taken me off some of the stuff, they'd just given me a whole lot more time to call this, cause them trouble. I don't need to be on a committee. I've got my uh, little podcast here that's going to well, <laughs> make, I was on make headways, too. I was on appropriations, and uh, people used to say that didn't like me. Says, well, what has Dave done? I says, I tell you what I've done. I've saved you hundreds of millions of dollars over the terms I was there. Why'd you do that? Appropriations. Appropriations is how the state spends money. Yep. And the only thing required by our Constitution is a budget, folks. Correct. Not all these stupid laws, naming roads and whatever else they're doing. It was just to get a budget done. So that's why I'm very much in favor of a part-time legislature. Do it January, February, March. Then you get your butt out of it, and you can do it on a weekend, like a Friday night, all day Saturday, half a day Sunday, go home, do that for three months, and go back to your regular job. And hopefully, some of the people that have regular jobs, their employer will say, hey, that's great that you won. We're going to make sure that you still have that Friday afternoon off to get to Lansing, and uh, we'll see you Monday, you know, one of those kind of deals. And you'll have a totally different type of people elected into office, and then you don't have all those political action committees and all those people Every day, taking you out for dinner, trying to get you to vote for X, Y, and Z, when both X and Y are absolute garbage and Z is 50% garbage. Uh, and that's what they do. They wine and dine those guys. I don't know what the amount is now that they can spend on us, but I think it's somewhere around 56 to 60 bucks a night they Good can spend grief. on you to take you out for dinner. And they do. And they do. And then when it comes, when you have a fundraiser in Lansing, they show up. And I they bet give, they do. And they give to the people who vote their way. Right. So the best people in Lansing are the people that have the least amount of money in their committee to elect because they didn't do what those lobbyists told them to do. Yep. And I never had a lot of money in my committee to then elect. And that would be me. I'd have negative. <laughs> well, I never had a lot of money in my committee to elect. But no. I guarantee you, even though I didn't have the money, I won my, my elections every year by more than the guys that had a lot of money. Sure. Because I think it was seventy percent the first year in the general, and then seventy-five, and then almost eighty nice. percent. That's pretty good. That's really good. So I even had Democrats voting for me. And why? Some of them come up to me now and says, "We appreciate what you stood for, and you did what you said you were going to do." And that's what I did. And what did I say? I'm not going to vote for a bill for raise a tax finder fee. I'm against illegal immigration. Legal, yes. Illegal, no. I don't want any part of that. So. Those are some of the things, and I wanted to verify, and I wanted a, a bill called American Law for American Courts. So these Muslims that are coming into our country that uh, Biden is seeding all over our state and other states, yep. uh, so that liberal judges cannot use Sharia law in a court of law, because the Sharia law is uh, absolute opposite of what our Constitution says. And we better have a Bible that you're swearing your oath on. Yeah, well, there are, some of them are swearing in on the Quran, which says our Constitution doesn't mean anything. Does that make sense Can't to you that. folks? They, they're doing it. Nope. That's because we have stupid, ignorant people as your legislators and congressmen. That should not be allowed. If they just read that, or if somebody would stand up and say, I object to him swearing in on the Quran, because the Quran says that supersedes our Constitution, and it also says it's that they should destroy America to make this a Muslim country. Yep. And they do it from within, getting in school boards, getting in Congress, getting in the legislatures, and so forth. So there's a lot of things wrong. And if you ain't making a stink, which Roger Victory isn't, he doesn't deserve to be there. You Pretty need sad. To, you need to run against them. But you need to get your name out there. Uh, you need to put some money in a pot. And uh, you need to start knocking on doors. That's the only way you're going to win is to knock on them doors. And uh, I knocked on, well, I didn't say it personally, but I had myself, my wife, and then I had some friends of mine that liked me, and then they got some friends. 
And then I had some homeschoolers come in because I got the home, first homeschooler in the state of Michigan uh, into the Air Force Academy. I was oh, nice. an Air Force Academy recruiter. And uh, I had them put stuff in the press, you know, for me, my, yep. my flyers. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I spent, uh, to win that seat, I spent about, uh, both the primary and the general, about $40,000. What you do is you lend that money to your committee. So I lent, right. lent my money to the Dave Agemer for State yep. Rep Committee. I then, see that. As soon as I won that primary, everybody knows Dave's going to be a next uh, state rep because in that district, it's always a Republican. I started getting money from people I didn't even know. So when I walked in the very first day, I had paid myself back that twenty-five dollars or $30,000 I put into my committee, and I had like six grand left. So it, that's the way it works. Unfortunately, it's not ideal, but that's kind of the way it works. But these people, if you keep voting for them and you say he's a nice guy and he's respected, why is he respected? In yeah, my, that doesn't make any in sense. In my opinion, Roger Victory is not respected. He did not do what he promised to do. He should be doing stuff for the betterment of the state, not just for the Farm Bureau. And he should not have been silent during his Dominion machines. He should not have been silent with Whitmer there. But what he does is he drives home all the time and runs his business. So and then he goes back and he votes and he votes the way they tell him to vote. Well, if he's that, getting if he's getting money from the Farm Bureau, then well, he's, he's getting he's gonna. I'm guarantee he gets I'm the sure. max from the Farm Bureau. I forget what it well, is. Well, if you can go into a pack, you can get all kinds of money. Yeah, they can split it around to other people in other packs. Yeah. So I would encourage you to run, but you got to get your name out now. You got to start now, and you got to hammer hard, and you got to hit them on some of these issues. Uh, I do not like people that are quiet. And I do not like people like Molinar and so forth, which I've seen on the House floor, that hold off voting till they see how everybody else is voting, and then they vote. And most of the time, it was me, three, four, five, six other guys, no. Age of no, and everybody else will vote yes. You know what kind of peer pressure that is? They're trying to say, oh, age of just voting no all the time. No, I wasn't. It just didn't. My three rules were raise a tax finder fee i'm off the bill yep if it didn't raise a tax finder fee and it's bad for business i'm off the bill if it didn't raise a tax finder fee but it's good for business i vote for the bill simple nice and that's i'm not saying i'm a genius but i was always told the mark of a genius is to make a difficult job simple so that's what i was doing so i highly encourage you to do it run but get your name out there the very fact that he has someone running against him scares the heck out of those people that tells all those lobbyists that he's not well that well liked in that district and tell those people that think he's uh, a nice guy and very well respected, ask them why is he respected? Where was he when we needed him? Yeah, if he's Nowhere. if he's not been in the news the last two years. Oh guy. Then That's... then where is he spending his time? Yeah, running his business. But if you've got elected by the people, you should be in the district. Talking to the people. Well, that's the benef benefit of a part-time legislature. If you go yes. to a part-time legislature and you're there three months, they only have three months to get to you while you're in Lansing up there. The rest of the time you're in your district. Sure. Now think about that. So what does that mean? They get them lobbyists got to drive all over the stinking state to find you guys. It drives them nuts. <laughs> you know, I, I told one of the lobbyists I was on a television program in Lansing, uh, to the point I think it was, not to the point. I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Oh, that I, Wood TV, it, to the point? That, no, I mean, that's it's their... not Wood. It's the guy in Lansing that's bigger than Wood TV. Oh. And I looked at those guys and said, you know what? We go part-time legislature. You guys better look for another job. You only got three months to do your job. What are you going to do the other nine months? No doubt. And they kind of looked at me and got this look on their eye that's like, That's a good I, idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on the outside looking in, what? Um, let's say you're interviewing me. What would be a few questions you'd First want to ask? First thing I'd ask you is why should I vote for you instead of Roger Victory? 
Well, I'm a voice of the patriot, uh, people. I'm a patriot. I would not stand down, especially when we have a school next to me in the city over in Hudsonville that was shut down last year doing, during Whitmer's edicts, which are not law. They actually put a padlock on those doors. And so when you have state representatives or even congressmen that are silent on those issues, they've got to go. What else? I can bring, I've been in uh, construction 20 years. I feel like as a project manager, you're a liaison between the builder and the and your customer, right? So you're in a representative role. You have that same thing between government and the people. You're the liaison. And I feel that that's a great fit. Uh, problems arise, we fix them. I'm a good listener, a people person, not afraid to knock on doors and get to know you personally. You're not just a number. Okay. What about E-Verify? Heck yeah. We can't have illegals up here, period. We okay. we need that wall built. If you get in there and you win that seat, look up my bill, pull it out. All you got to do is put your name on it, take my name off. You got the bill. It's already written. What about American law for American courts? How is that that's, that's run? The, that's the one that says basically if you're uh, – that anybody uh, – a judge basically says cannot use foreign law like Sharia law to adjudicate a case if it causes anyone to lose their constitutional rights. I mean right. that's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. And then I would ask, uh, are you going to raise taxes, fines, or fees? No. Heck no. Are you willing to sign a I'm willing to that? cut the budget. Oh, Good. Uh, I'm willing to have no income tax. State income tax? Yes. Well, that, folks, for you that are listening out there, uh, is not a stupid thing at all. The states that have no income tax, their businesses just flourish. People come there because they don't have state income tax. So that is a really good idea. And when they say, oh, well, you take all this money away from income tax, how are we going to replace it? Then cut the dang budget. Well, that's another thing. That's how you get it down. Or but, if you even froze the budget for two years. That's another thing. A lot of states have budgets <clears throat> that are good for two years. Yes. So what that does is mean every year, every year, every year since I was in in 2007, that budget's gone up every stinking yes. year. If you just freeze that budget or do a two-year budget, they can't be raising it. Now, they can call a special meeting for all you legislators to try to do that. But your goal should be still to say, no, I will not increase the budget. I think uh, departments in the state need to be audited, especially where our gas money is going to, why the roads aren't being fixed. Where are the dang roads, Whitmer? Well. They're not fixed. Well, you got to find out where she diverted the money to. Right. That's, that's the big That's thing. exactly right. That's why it needs an audit. Another thing Snyder did <clears throat> when he first got in, he, I called for every department had to take a tax a reduction in pay, just like we did. We cut ourselves eight or $9,000 a year because the economy was so bad. What Snyder did is call all his department heads into his office and said, uh, guys, you're all working for me, and I like what you're going to be doing, and I hope you can work with me, and I'm giving you all a big hefty pay raise. Wow. So we all took a cut, and he raised their pay. Why? To make them loyal to him. Nice. So you got to look at what these people are making and what they're doing, and you got to call them on a carpet for it what they do. I brought that up in one meeting uh, and I said to this lady, I think she was health and human services or community health. I can't remember. I said, what do you make a year? And she was very 
She didn't How want, dare she you didn't ask? To, yeah. I said, everybody knows what I make as a state legislator. Right. It's all documented. And technically, I'm higher ranking than you are. You're just a department head. Right. Well, she's making like $165,000 oh, a year, grief. which is a lot more than we were making. Yeah. So every budget, and by the way, that's the most important thing. I'd hardly encourage you to be on budget if you get in there, has stuff hidden in it. They oh, have, yeah. They have slush funds where if they need a little here, they put it over there and so forth. Uh, and the, 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 their goal always is to spend everything that they have and ask for more the next year. That's just the way it goes. So I'm not going to be one of the guys that don't read something I'm not voting on. Well, that's another good issue. Another thing I would do is sometimes close to the end of the uh, the session, yep. they'll dump 50, 60 bills. Yep. And we'll sit there from 11 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock the next morning. And folks, it's the only place I've ever heard of besides biblical history where the time went backwards we were supposed to have a budget by midnight of that day and guess what they did this is so mickey mouse child they stopped the clock unreal so it's it's not really tomorrow it's still today right what a bunch of garbage i looked at this these people are so childish so another thing they do is put all those bills in front of you hoping that you'll sign them because you're tired you've been sitting there all night sometimes Mm -hmm. you're sitting there till you know the next morning sure and you can't leave sometimes they lock the doors so you cannot leave some of the stupid things that you're going to vote on, I'll never forget this one. I used to have a little uh, a book, and I'd write down, if I can say this on the air, I put on that dumbass bills. That's what I call them. <laughs> and uh, one of them I'll never what, forget. What, not to vote on? Oh, <laughs> to vote on, no on? what we were supposed to vote on. One of them I'll never forget was a guy from Detroit. He changed his name uh, to Coleman Young III. He was not... Coleman Young III. He was actually the bastard child of Coleman Young, but it changed his name to Coleman Young III so he could get elected into office. He not only was your state rep from Detroit, he also went on to be a senator. And all he ever did in life before that was work in a subway. And uh, we were talking about budgets. I was to him one night and explained the multiplier effect and what's going to happen if you do this and that. And we got all done. You know what he looked at me and said? Use just don'ts understands. Ma's people needs these entitlements. And I thought, God, oh, I'm, I'm no. dealing with an idiot. So that's what they're for. How can you bring the bacon home? You know, and that's that's what a lot of guys do. A lot of people like that, that they bring the money back to their district. Sure. The real key is uh, honest, integrity, uh, do what you say you're going to do. But I would highly recommend you make a list. How do So how does like a session work versus spending time in your district? Well, you normally have session Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. And then you're home Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And by the way, there's another little catch here. Uh, If it's not more than four days between the time that you served, every one of those days, a little fine point, you can deduct like $200 out of your income tax because you're driving around your district, whether you drive or not. Now, you start thinking about that. So yeah. you, you get your, what is it, 72000 or 72.9 plus, yep. plus you get uh, $12,000 or more probably now for your office allotment, plus you get uh, that money off your income tax. You're really making eighty five grand, ninety grand a year. So if you look at how many states are really have a truly full-time legislature, it's only like five or six. Right. So Well, I would a, want to turn that on its head because, like I've said before, Problems aren't solved in Washington, and they're not going to be solved in Lansing. They're solved in your district. Yes, but you have to get it passed, and you have to have the legislature, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, pass it, and then it has to go to a uh, governor that will sign it. Now, that's part of the problem. A lot of people says, well, Dave, I don't want to vote for your bill because the governor ain't going to sign it. And I'd look at him and say, tough. 
I want to pass this bill. And then I want to hammer her or him in the news about yep. being an idiot, not signing this bill, and it's going to cost us X amount of dollars. That's right. That's what you do. You put the pressure yes. on them. That's what you do. So You force them to put their hand on it and say yay or nay. Exactly. And even and that's when you have... You also go after the people that voted nay on some of those bills. Right. And you, you post it. Right. And you post all the people. You take a picture on the board of all the people that said yay and all the people that said nay. And then you post all that. Boy, you start doing that, and those people get real uneasy. And I'm they not going to make friends, because I'll be those people, Republicans voting to raise taxes, finders, and fees. You're going to be called out. Well, uh, I'm just saying they don't like it, and they'll make your life miserable. They Bring tried, it on. They tried to make my life miserable, and I thank God that God gave me the ability to be in the military for 26 years. And I'm not too, it takes a really strong person to try to put me down and give me a bunch of crap that I can't stand up and say, stick it in your ear and do what I'm going to do anyway. Well, when I'm dealing with people for 20 years in the construction industry, I've had all different types of personalities. I'm sure. And I can sleep at night. There you go. <laughs> and another thing, if you don't lie, you never have to worry about telling the truth. Because, exactly. because you know what you did. And a lot of those guys lie all the time. That's what I don't like. Well, ask your people. He's well-respected. Why is he respected? Give me an instance that he's done something in Lansing. Right. He, you, can see, you can see his record, and he votes. Did you vote for all those uh, tax increases? And did you vote for those huge budgets? He's going to say, yep. Why did you do that? Well, it was the right thing to do. No, it wasn't. You did it because the Speaker of the House wanted you to vote for those, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you're running for Senate, because they know they have another idiot that's going to go ahead and do exactly what he's told. <laughs> that's what it's all about. So uh, nice guys finished last in my book. Uh, the guys that are really taking a lot of garbage are the ones that are standing up doing the right thing. And then usually in Lansing and Congress, those people that are like Victory and others, that just go along to get along and so forth, they are rewarded handsomely for doing what they are told. Yep. Well, I'm seeing a lot of uh, around the state, different districts, and seeing who's running. And we've got a lot of patriots that are going to be coming in. So this well, is going to be... But we still have an issue, and the issue is... We still is, got a governor that's Democrat. Got, we still got Dominion machines. And we still have Dominion and machines. And see, that's where our Republicans have just lost credibility with me. Every one of those should have been demanding forensic audits. And that's why we need to win, because I believe both Garrett and Kelly have both stated they would get rid of those Dominion machines. Oh, that's great. That's exactly what they should do. So, but as of right now... Poll just came out today in Breitbart News yeah. saying that James Craig from Detroit is tied with Whitmer in the latest poll. I do not believe and it. And he's a freaking rhino. He is a rhino, and here's why I don't believe it. The biggest shaker and mover in Lansing and in Congress is a guy by the name of John Yob. He was the one that wanted me to run for RNC. He can run a, a a really good campaign. He knows how to do it. He has good people working for him. He dropped Craig like a hot potato. Craig's not going to win that election. If if Craig Craig is the chosen one of the GO, MIGOP. Yes. Yeah, and who runs the GOP? Michelle Maddox. Who else? And uh, who's the other one? It's a guy. I know. <laughs> Wiser. Wiser, yes. So that's Wiser's pick. So just because Wiser picks that guy doesn't mean he's the best guy. He's no. just a guy that's going to take orders from Wiser. Right. And I said figure. this before. So now you have a rhino. He wins the primary. Yeah. You're forcing the Republicans in the state to choose a rhino over a Democrat. Yeah. That's exactly what he's going to do. And uh, Wiser is not in good health right now. 
Hmm. Uh, so I don't know how much longer he's going to last, but uh, I was never impressed with the man. Uh, and he tried to manipulate me. I think I told you about that in one of the previous. Yep. When he, I won the RNC, the shakes went throughout the Republican Party. We got this super conservative guy, just won RNC like big time, 70% to 30 by an establishment guy that was really well liked. Sure. Then he tried to get me to endorse him for University of Michigan Regent. Mm. I said, I can't do that because I already endorsed two others. Well, nobody says no to Ron Weiser because he has raised more money for the Republican Party than anyone in the United States because he used to be an ambassador, oh, wow. I think, to Italy or something. Uh, not Italy. I don't know what it was. So anyway, those are the kind of people you got to deal with and you just got to stand up and say no. Well, when I stood up and said no, that was the beginning of how do we get rid of Dave Ageman? Then you had some big shakers and movers from Ottawa County here that that pulled the strings mm -hmm. on Priebus when I was in the RNC telling him you got to get rid of Dave or we're going to withhold money. I won't go into names, but you can probably guess. Yep. And uh, she, uh, he asked, I already blew it. I was asked to resign <laughs> and I said, no, that's not going to happen. And I didn't. Uh, but the ones you got there now, Steele and Kathy Burden, are nothing more than yes people. Every time they come in to a speech where I'm here listening to them, they got their talking points from the RNC, and they come back and give you the talking points that the RNC wants you to hear. That's bad. Yeah. Same thing happens when your legislators leave Lansing. They have a caucus meeting. And then they have another maybe big meeting and say, yeah, we screwed up here, here, and here. Here's what we're going to say to try to make up for the mistakes we made. And here's, here's the, the narrative we want you to give. Right. So when I was making waves, they actually took me in one day and put me in front of a camera. One guy acted nice and one guy acted nasty. And they asked me every nasty question there was. And they says, okay, now let's look at this. And then they, they said, okay, when he, the nasty one was saying this to you, you lost your opportunity to get to him and say, you're asking all the wrong questions. You should be asking X, Y, and Z because that's the real issue here. So they teach you how to talk around. And that's what your legislators like Victory will do. It's total BS, talk around, don't ever give a straight answer type of guy. And I do not think he's well-liked. That's me. That's, but maybe I'm wrong. So my wife and I were talking about this uh, last week. And she's like, well, my main concern is this is your reputation. What okay. do you what do you say to somebody? How that, can your reputation be ruined if you're telling the truth? Truth always wins. And that's why I told her I said I'm not I've got nothing to hide. Exactly. Why what does my reputation mean? I'm just a blue collar worker that has a family and we live paycheck to paycheck just like everybody else. Yep. There's nothing that can stop me. I wear my emotions on my sleeve so you what you see is what you get yeah that's good uh that's not what happens mostly in lansing i'll tell you that right now so you got to have thick skin because they're going to throw a lot of bombs at you and uh i would encourage you to run matter of fact i've said it in the past every one of those guys that were silent or quiet about the issues we just discussed yep. needs a primary even if you don't think you can win you need a primary these idiots to make them spend money well that's my my wife said too we're, I feel like we're in a different class, she says. We're, we're like the low class. Well, guess and what? And you can't, you can't have that <laughs> viewpoint because otherwise, who's, you're waiting for the next guy? Well, who's the next guy going to be? Well, get this. When I was running for office and I was standing on principles of illegal immigration, Sharia law, and all those things, and I was taking some flack by some liberals, my son said, Dad, I think, I think you're out of your league, man. You're doing this X, Y, and Z. And then election night, 
when the election returns started coming in, he said, holy blankety blank, Dad, I think you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then once I got in there, and even to this day, I go to restaurants and people come up to me and say, Dave, thanks for standing up for traditional marriage. Thanks for standing yeah. up for X, Y, and Z in the budget and what you did in human services to get rid of food stamp problems. Mm -hmm. And there alone, I'm sure I saved many Probably a hundred million dollars over the years. Sure, the stuff we passed. But uh, my my response to her was, "Yes, I'm I'm the little people, right? I resem resemble the little people. If I do this and win against a Goliath, I would consider victory a Goliath. Then it just gives more people that are like myself that would be interested in getting into politics." And having a way for there are them more to people stand like up. You, there are more people like you that vote than people that are super wealthy that vote maybe the other way. Sure. For various reasons. So yeah, they the, control. The true grassroots, yes. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, people vote. Signs don't vote. No. People vote. So you got to knock on doors. Yep. You got to... Not afraid to walk. You got to send out... You got to get your wife, your kids, and you got to get a good flyer. I'll help you with that. I'll show you what mine looked like. And I had a picture of me standing next to my F4 that sold. And another picture of me and my wife that we took when we were on a cruise ship. And I had a picture of my whole family. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some of the things, like five different things on the front, what we believed in and flipped like it. Like the five, yeah, your major you talking points. Flipped it over and it was all black and white picture that I grew up like you did on a lower class, middle, middle class family, lower middle class. Yep. And I was the only kid to go to college of all my brother and sisters. And, uh, yeah, I got to go to fly. Why? Because the war in Vietnam was going and all the people that I knew were running to Canada to get away from the draft. I ran right. to the recruiter because I wanted to fly airplanes because that's the only way I was going to do it. And then when I had the opportunity, I picked the F-4 Phantom because I could pick anything I wanted to fly. And I knew I was going to go to Southeast Asia if I did that. Well, if you're a real wimp, you ain't going to take an F-4 because you're going to go to Southeast Asia and get your butt shot at. Right. So I did that because all my, my instructors said, Dave, if I had the opportunity you had, I would go to the hospital right now and take various parts of my body off just to have that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And so I picked an F-4, got it, and I really enjoyed it because I always liked hunting and fishing. And flying a fighter was like hunting and fishing. Right. And in, uh, in the F-4, I was nuclear qualified. I was air-to-air, -air, shooting airplanes down qualified. I was air-to-ground qualified. So I did all three of those things. And then when the, it came down who was going where, they took all us married guys. They didn't send us to Vietnam because by the time I got through all that training, it was like 1973. So towards the end of the... Towards the end of the war. So yeah. I went to Seymour Johnson, North Carolina, and we were like the Marine Corps of the Air Force where something would happen in the world. We were the first to go. Sure. So I remember one night getting a little detail here, but mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, I get a phone call. Dave, get your ass down to the squadron, kiss your wife goodbye. You may not be coming home. I said, What's going on? He says, Can't talk to you over the phone. Right. So I grabbed my bag, my duffel bag, filled it yep. all up with that junk, went down to the squadron. I said to my wife, Turn on TV, something's up. Well, it was a 73 Israeli war. That's what it was. Gotcha. So we were all what they call cocked and ready to go fly, you know, behind air refueling, go all the way to Israel. And then we stayed there for 12 hours. Finally, the word came down, go home and get eight hours of sleep and come back. And finally, Israel says, you know what? We're not losing, but we could sure use your new airplanes because I flew the latest F-4s. We had all kinds of magic stuff. Where would there. you take off from? Seymour Johnson, North Carolina. So you'd fly from there all the way to Israel? Oh, yeah. Okay. Behind tankers. You know, you, so you, have to you meet a tanker, you air refuel, and then meet another tanker, you air refuel. 
And then before you, this is funny, you folks will get a kick out of this. They would put us up at the officer's club or at the officer's quarters the night before to make sure that you went to bed early. And they give you two pills. One was a go potty pill and one was stop potty pill. Nice. And when it when they finally said they wanted the airplanes, we had one of the guys that took the wrong pill. Oh, no. So he was in the middle of the ocean flying over there. And, of course, he had to take his flight suit off and his helmet bag became his toilet. <laughs> those are the stories that, oh, that are fun to look back at. Oh, you know? yeah, I bet. So, But then That's anyway, good. they use those airplanes and it normally take us two hours to turn an airplane because we can't be loading bombs and rockets and gun at the same time. That was our mm-hmm. rules. When those airplanes landed in Israel, before they even taxied in, a little vehicle drove up alongside, and they were ripping the U.S. insignia off the side of the motor, standing on the wing. Oh, good As soon as the airplane stopped, they were loading bombs, rockets, and everything all at once. And then the pilots were sitting there, and they said, we want to know about this switch by the throttles. We had a little switch we could go air to air, air to... It would be basically a radar missile, heat seeker missile, or gun. And we had a lead computing site. Uh, and then within 20 minutes of those airplanes being landed, they were flying sorties. And Holy then after smokes. it was all over, then because our unit brought F-4s over there, they were thankful, and they sent their aces over. <clears throat> so at Seymour Johnson, I helped write the simulator program. I got to run them guys through a simulator, and they did exceedingly well, totally different the way we operate than the way they operate. Mm-hmm. And this one guy, I said, well, how many kills did you have? He said, I had 22 kills in two weeks. He shot 22 airplanes down in two weeks. Had another guy said he was shot down twice in one day, and the next day he was flying again because they had the new SA-6 missile that would shoot up wow. in the air, see you from up, and come down at you. Normally they come up, you know, and they Right. So you had to look up as well as down, but the problem was looking down as they were flying over the, over the desert at 50 feet at supersonic speeds. So yep. when they see that missile coming down at them, they pull up when they see there's something at the end of that besides a fireball, and then that missile can't make that turn but then they had proximity fuses in there when the missile figured i can't make the turn it would automatically blow up and it they took trap no and the guy had a bailout whoop 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 helicopter picks sure. him up goes back says what happened here's what happened okay we got another mission for you he got shot down again whoop whoop whoop, whoop picked him up says i go take the rest of the night off next day he's flying again if that was a u.s pilot he'd be 30 days of r and r at the philippines and all that good stuff those guys were good so you're saying israel's better trained than we are they are they took our syllabus and they did it till it was perfect. And that guy said, when we got into battle, it was easier than practice. They were good, and they still are. Never turn your back on Israel. If you're a Bible-believing Christian, yep. those that you know hurt Israel, I will hurt, basically. Those that love Israel, I will you know, bless. Yep. So uh, that's why I like Trump, too, because he put that embassy in, in Israel, uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, yeah, you bet. So anyway, I, I talked too much this, this segment. But. No, you're plenty good. Good information that people want to know. So big news today, vaccine mandate for businesses was shot down by the Supreme Court. Yep, I had that written down. That's good. And I think I said China underreported their COVID deaths by 17,000%. Yeah, you can always trust the communist, right? Of course. Well, what do you think they would do with a little virus there, Dave? ACLJ, American Center for Law and Justice, said Afghani Taliban were going door-to-door once again, killing Christians and taking unmarried women captive as sex slaves and for whatever else they wanted to use them for. And, of course, Biden's pushing for voting rights. No, he's not. Did you hear that speech yesterday? Uh, It was poor. What a joke. He's he's voting for voting rights. Yeah, he is. Illegal voting rights is what he wants. So, Do you think they're going to be able to keep that filibuster? 
No, yeah, they're not going to get that. I mean, I think the Republicans will hold firm on that one. Yeah, I think they're going to keep it. Biden's solution for the economy didn't work. Biden's solution for the illegal immigration doesn't work in the, in the wall. Biden's uh, solution for COVID didn't work. Biden's solution for the military doesn't work. His international relations didn't work. His energy policy didn't work. And the number one issue right now for people, if you ask them, and they've done a bunch of these, uh, was the economy. People are worried about the economy, which direction it's going, everything's being so expensive. And it's all becoming expensive because it's cost to ship stuff. Everything, I don't care what it is, has somewhere along the line transportation or making of the product a fuel base. And when an idiot takes our uh, independence, independence away, of, yes. that's just crazy. Another thing I came up with, they're finding now that Fauci knew the virus was modified and, and yes. it came from Wuhan, which he funded and helped fund. Emails proved the virus did come from Wuhan. It was modified. In February 2020, there was a conference call, February 1, and the virus leaked from Wuhan. Uh, February 4, uh, he, was, he pushed it as a non-lab leak. On April 16, Dr. Fauci uh, stifled the leak from the Wuhan, Wuhan uh, lab there. So you can see a whole section of lying by Fauci. In January 2020, Fauci knew that the Eco Health Alliance was doing gain of function, and Fauci denied that in testimony before Congress. Right, but he says it wasn't him. Yeah. But who's the head of the NIH? Yeah. He is. You can't say that he didn't know exactly what was going on. And then the CDC just reported, too, that 75% of the people that died from COVID had four or more comorbidities. Correct. So everything went up. Gas prices up 50%. Used cars went up 37%. Hotel, motel prices up 23%. Bacon went up 18%. Fish prices went up 10%. Furniture and bedding went up 13%. And house appliances went up 8%. Now, did you get a, a raise in your paycheck to make up for all that? No. No. So basically what he's done, he's taken your income away. And he yes. encouraged a bunch of people not to go to work. Go figure that one out. So, folks... Vote for somebody different. Vote for Ryan for Senate. How's that? That's a good segue. You have my endorsement. I appreciate it, Dave. <laughs> now, we're having a blast here with this uh, podcast. Uh, we're hoping to build this even more. And even if I would win the Senate seat against Roger Victory, I would still have a voice on here because the people are what make this country great. And we created the states states created the feds we are the government yes. and don't let anybody else tell you otherwise everything has shifted everybody thinks the federal government's the big shot anything that's not listed in the constitution is automatically the states so technically the states have more power than the federal government Correct. should have the states are what holds the feds and if they take rights away we have the power to take it back and the only way we're going to do that is to get people in office that respect the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. And the Second Amendment. And Huge. Second Amendment, free speech, all those issues. The Bill of Rights. You need to stand up. And I believe that we're in a time where everybody says, well, it's, it's pretty divided on certain issues. And I said, well, yeah. But if I am a... Christian conservative have principles there are certain things that I do draw a line in the sand and to me they are black and white you got to be able to verbalize those and have them at the tip of your tongue and on your uh, handout that you hand out door to door 
you gotta you gotta I am show against those. abortion. Yeah, pro life. I am against same sex marriage. Now do I respect the individual? Yes. Everybody's created in the image of God. Respect the people. But marriage is an institution created by God. Having two men or two women, that is not marriage. If you destroy the family, so goes the country. We've had presidents say that. If you destroy the American family between a man and a woman and their kids, you will destroy this country. They knew it. And what, what's Satan's ultimate goal? Destroy the family. Destroy whatever God has ordained. Absolutely. And just keep this in mind. And I'm going to end with this and let you finish whatever you want to finish. Politics comes from two words, poly meaning many, and ticks being a blood-sucking insect. If you keep that all in your mind, you'll understand what they're doing in Washington and Lansing. Well, they're, they're sucking all of us dry. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, Dave. <laughs> but uh, all right, that's it for this episode. Thanks, Dave, and we'll see you next week. You bet. You're listening to the Patriots Voice of Michigan. God bless.